Hey everybody, welcome to the Pandora Theater. I'm Clint Schaffer. And I'm Chad Weeks, and we're a couple guys who like movies and like to talk about movies. Actually tonight, we're a few guys. B, introduce yourself. I'm Brandon Fitzsimmons, and these guys brought me in tonight to do a deep dive on the MCU. So grab your popcorn, fill up your drinks, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back. Hey, B, I just want to say welcome to the Pandora Theater, man. Thanks for thanks for thanks for being on it. Oh, I'm I'm really excited since I met you guys through the JCs a few years ago. We've had our share of conversations about Marvel and comic books in general, and I'm really glad to be here today talking about it even more. Yeah, I, I actually I feel like this is the one this is the one show that Clint and I have like this this whole podcast should have just started with this one because this is what we really want to talk about <laughs> Marvel movies, right? <laughs> when I got the invite to come, I was actually really surprised that uh, you had this left. I, I couldn't believe you hadn't uh, gone through all the Marvel movies movies yet. Well, we, we we had to get warmed up though, right? You know, you don't you don't want to just jump right into it. You exactly. got to warm up a little bit. Exactly. So let's jump into it though. What uh, what where do we want to start on this one? So, I mean, we're looking at all 23 movies, right? I mean, yep. that's... that's. Yep. I say that this time we focus on the, the, the first part, what we've already seen, and then uh, the next next episode, we can go, go a deep dive into what's coming down the road. So when we say, though, 23 movies, just to give the viewers and the listeners just a little, a little insight, we're starting in 2008 with Iron Man. Yep. And we're going to, what is it, 2019 with Spider-Man Far From Home? Yep. 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 Is that right? Yep. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of wand in here, but that's all. we'll focus on Phase 4, which was or, uh, Phase 1 through 3, the Infinity Saga. Yeah. It was, so. Okay. Perfect. I, I love it. So, so starting that off, where would you start? Where would you, what would you rank as your top five favorite movies? You know, just because that's such a hard question, and I need a little bit of time to think, I'm going to kick that over to B and say, "Hey, B, what's your top five uh, top five movies here?" Perfect. Welcome to the podcast, yeah. right? Bring me in, let me carry the show. I get it. So you want to go? You want him to go all four, or all five at one? Yeah, let's do all five at one time. Let's yeah, let's, let's go, go for it. What's, what's number five? That's the first question. Well, I'll say this: my top three are a solid top three. I okay. know what my top three are for sure. The bottom two in my top five are a rotating cast of probably five or six. Yeah. But currently, as it sits, uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming is number five for me. Okay. I like that. Uh, I thought that bringing in Tom Holland, I thought he was actually a pretty good fit. Uh, really gave that teenage uh, boy Spider-Man. Um, brought it back to high school and made it feel like high school wasn't he the perfect blend though of like andrew garfield and toby mcguire yeah. it was like it was like those two didn't have the whole package and then tom holland just was like i'm gonna take the best of both of you and just bring it into this character yeah, yeah andrew garfield was definitely uh disadvantaged by different choices with those movies that really i mean it took him a more serious path uh than the the raimi versions before him and obviously, with the MCU's done done since, it's almost a Zack Snyder version of 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 the uh, Spider Man. There wasn't it. Everything was dark and, yeah. and ominous, and yep, it's just sadness throughout it, the whole time thing. You bring up a good point though, B, because like, how do you compete when you tie Spider Man in, into the MCU? Right? I mean, right? Wasn't it? Like, was it Civil War? Was the first time he came swinging in? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like yeah. that moment. Tell me that's not one of the best moments like absolutely. in the MCU. Underoos. <laughs> yeah. I mean absolutely fantastic yeah, absolutely. though. I mean, that's like the first time where it's like finally 
Yeah, you, we, we you've been waiting for it forever. Uh, Marvel and Sony got their stuff together and made it happen, and the MCU's been better for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I want I want Marvel and Sony to get their their stuff together more though, because I just they, I, I want to see the claws, man. I, I want to oh, see the claws. I'm not talking about the claws. I'm talking about Venom <laughs> and Carnage. Yeah, I want to oh. see that. No, that's Fox. You're you're on the Fox right now, but I want to get I want to get Sony and I want to get I want I want a Spider Verse style. I want that so bad. But and we also got Marissa Tomei out of that one too. So well, let's True. not let's uh, not forget about Marissa Tomei. A fantastic <laughs> Aunt May definitely went a different path yeah. uh, than we've seen. We're used to seeing a blue-haired old lady. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei is is not that. A very nice, uh, very nice change-up. Yeah. If you've gone from the comics to like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man till the Tom Holland one, like Aunt Ma- Aunt May is getting so much younger. The next one she's gonna be like a high school girl. <laughs> uh, what, what's your fourth? Uh, fourth is gonna be Guardians One. I uh, I thought that was a great change in the MCU. Uh, brought in a cosmic element uh, while really uh, going heavy-handed with the comedy. Uh, yeah, I yeah. thought it brought in some great actors. Uh, you know, you get Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, um, Zoe Saldana. Uh, you get Karen Gillan's Nebula. You get a lot of um, a lot of great actors, and then you get the voice cast of of Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. I mean, all overall. Um, I thought it was hilarious, and it was such a great a great changeup. Who would have thought that Batista would be that funny? Right, he's perfect in that role. He yeah. can play a perfect straight man, but while still being being the funniest person uh, on camera. Yeah, we joked about Hulk Hogan wanting to be, uh, or about Hulk Hogan movies just randomly up before this all started. <laughs> and and uh, I don't want to bring up Hulk Hogan movies, but I do want to bring up the fact that like Hulk Hogan really wanted to be an actor when he was younger, you know, in his in his career. And guys like The Rock. And Batista, and even uh, the you can't see me guy, I can't Cena. Think yeah, John yep. Cena. Like those guys are actually doing it. They are yep. becoming big actors. Yeah. So good for them. Uh, I feel like you're not mis- mentioning the the music though, and I feel like that's what mm. makes Guardians of the Galaxy so good. That that is the best soundtrack, probably. I mean, not probably, but one of the one of the best soundtracks of all time. Like such, and it's not it's, it's great. A lot of '80s movies that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be on a soundtrack. They, I think that's a fantastic movie. No, and, and they play and. And obviously that plays into his character, uh, which always makes it feel so much more organic than mm-hmm. just throwing 80s music on top of anything. Uh, it's such a, it's, again, it's a nice change uh, from what they've done in the past. Was it not great? Because <clears throat> the opening scene of, of Guardians, like I love, right? Like when he's roaming around and he's kicking these creatures and he's singing into them. And for them to revisit that in Endgame, yeah. and then you're watching somebody with headphones on, so you do, you don't get to hear the soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. and he just looks like an idiot out there, you know? I thought that was such a good play it, on them. It was Rhodey, wasn't it? That was watching him. Yeah. Like, he's an yeah. idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which is perfect. And Don Cheadle's one of those other uh, actors in the MCU that is such a great straight man for all the other just shenanigans that is going on around him. Yeah. And then uh, what, what, what was his line in... in uh, Age of Ultron. Boom. Did you drop this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His little story. That's, yeah. His joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number number three. Number three is Black Panther. Uh, again, mm. uh, takes it, brings it back to Earth, uh, but really tells a story that I don't think anybody expected um, to see that character come to life quite like that. Uh, the sets were gorgeous. Uh, costumes were fantastic. Uh Ryan Coogler did a fantastic job with the writing and the directing of that. Um, and then again, soundtrack was incredible. Really good soundtrack. That's another good one. It, it was one of those movies, too, that 
like it had everything. It gave you a case of the feels. Like they had just enough, like you know, lighthearted comedy in there as well. The, the on the front side of it, and then it was just, of course, deep and dark as well. I mean, it was just such a good movie. The f- that's probably the first time they introduced a really relatable villain, right? Like, yep. yeah, like I mean, I mean, we say villain, but is he a villain? Honestly, at this point, who's who, here's a question for you, both of you. Who who's more of a villain right now, Wanda or uh, Killmonger? Mm. I think simply by intent, I've still got to go Killmonger. But uh, you know, you bring Wanda into it, you gotta you gotta question how long she knew what she's doing. But I mean, what she did wasn't wasn't good by any means. But Killmonger was, while his intentions, Endgame may have been. Um, well-intentioned he knew how he was getting getting to those means yeah what do you think clint (laughs) yeah no i i would i would say killmonger really Uh, yeah i mean just because i mean you're talking about someone who like literally goes around and like in in order to 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 get what he needs he has no thought of of killing somebody whether it's good bad or in between i mean at least wanda isn't going around like murdering these people yeah so i mean there is that aspect but i do have to say killmonger Michael B. Jordan, Dude. I hated the fact, that, and this is my argument about every almost every movie in Marvel, why do you keep killing like the most awesome people like in the universe? Yeah. Because yeah. Killmonger, I wanted to see more. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I loved Michael B. Jordan in that role, and it's like, give me more of that. No, still he was want, great. Still want more. Like, I, I, and especially now with uh, the, the Black Panther mantle, like, if they would have just kept him alive... Like they could have passed that on to they, him. In they some could way. have tried to oh. redeem him. They could have done something I, to to bring absolutely. him in. The, yeah. You know the thing is, ultimately, you say redeem him, and I, this is where I'm going to say. I would say I, I'm not going to say it, but I would probably say Wanda because of the fact that uh, Killmonger, his intention was just to bring them into the world and start helping the rest of the population, like as opposed to just hiding. Like the whole time they've been hiding for years, and that's what he was just. It was his birthright too, you know. So there's that. I mean, I think Killmonger went at it, uh, it vindictively. He went at it. He felt like he had been wronged, uh, and was trying to get revenge. Where Wanda was grieving and was trying to do anything she could to to make herself whole again. Yeah. Uh, without truly knowing what she was doing. Wanda's more of a mental health. Absolutely. Movie, like, Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's always hard to. It's like Killmonger. I would compare him close it's hard to compare him and wanda i would compare killmonger to like the punisher yeah right like i i I can see them doing the same types of of activities they go about things a very similar way uh where you can say yeah they're doing it for maybe some of the right intentions they're just not doing going about it the 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 moral the moral way right yep well i think uh the one thing that uh we've we've missed is Killmonger did kill his girlfriend right before he got on that plane, just so somebody wouldn't have leverage over him. <laughs> yeah. He just point blank killed her, okay. just right. just to just just to make his escape a little easier. Okay, all right, <laughs> duly noted. And yeah, all right. Yeah, where so do you stand someone. now, Chad? Yeah, Jeez. all right. What DB's first day on the job, and he's already just yeah. showing me up. All right, whatever. That's what right. I'm here for. What's, what's, number, what's number two? Are number, you number two, right? Yeah, number, number two. two. Okay. okay. I so say two. Number two. Number two. <laughs> uh, so number two is uh, probably what I consider the best uh, action movie, uh, and it's not even a full action movie. You got spy thriller, uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America two, Winter Soldier, uh, bringing back Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Uh, to me, that is top to bottom. 
a complete movie that has so many different facets to it. Uh, you know, you've got action, which is intense the entire way through. You get the spy thriller. You get a lot of reveals, uh, Hydra reveals, which was was great at the time. You know, you, we didn't know yet how deep Hydra was had infiltrated yep. Shield. D- doesn't Winter Soldier was one of them that that made me feel. Uh, it, it almost felt like a James Bond movie, right? Like, yeah. it, like the closest thing to that James Bond. And I think you're like you're alluding to that with the yep, spy. Absolutely. Thing, right? If if James Bond could like physically jump onto a, a, a Quinjet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and know, he, and who says he can't? Yeah, we I don't know. We that haven't yet. seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean we won't. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's a great that's a great one. Uh, I feel like as a whole, um, like the Marvel fans would put that one probably at the top of the list for the most part because maybe it's probably because of the action i don't know i i like it a lot i'm just not on a huge buck i'm not a huge bucky fan and it's been uh, a problem for me since the beginning it's like man i'm so sick of him being and you know you think it you know, like clint and i doing this thing a couple friends you know from way back when you think that the, the the buddy system between him and cap would would be part of it but i just i just don't like bucky <laughs> i just get so you know i just can't I, but i i have to say um unpopular opinion but i'm i'm right there with uh, with chad i oh, think man. that uh, i think that bucky is like one of the worst characters in the mcu yeah. like I, he's now what i do have to say without going into it watching the first episode of the falcon and the winter soldier yeah. is bringing my hopes that i'm going to fall in love with this guy yeah, yeah right? that's going to bring like, it all the way around yeah like, i think it's going to bring it around i just have not been a huge fan of of the even the back and forthness of Cap and Bucky, sometimes it's just overplayed in my opinion. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that's I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just maybe not in my taste. Yeah. And and uh, Sebastian Stan, like you know, it's there because Sebastian Stan's a great actor and he's very personal. I think maybe that's another part of it for me is the fact that he hasn't had any personality since since the first Avenger. You know, since yep. since the first Captain America, he has he's been basically a. Uh, uh, a, a lack of lack of uh, personality altogether, devoid of personality, because yeah. of the fact that he just he's been brainwashed the whole time. I feel like he could have been like completely replaced with either Jon Snow or Rob Stark. <laughs> like, like, I feel like one of those yeah. actors, Kit Harrington, or well, I can't remember the other guy's that's name. That's our first but Game of like, reference, and I, that is I'm true. Yeah. I just yeah. to do that too. But I honestly think that they like I, that's where I look at Sebastian Stan. And I'm like, yeah, we got like the the second rate Rob Stark. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you got for number one? Uh, number one is Thor Ragnarok. Ah. I thought, man, they played a, another great movie, a great sound, soundtrack to a movie. Um, and they just played into some great comic book uh, stories. It, it was hilarious the whole way through. Playing it whole. Uh, with, with great action uh, on top of it. Yeah, it, it was very, very uh, comedic. You could, uh, that you could tell that they were really pushing for that. But there's a lot of adult humor in there, too. I, after You and I had this discuss, discussion about the top two, I think, uh, after one of our trivia nights, and uh, and I rewatched both Captain America, Civil, or uh, Winter Soldier, and uh, and Ragnarok, and there's a lot of like like pretty pretty racy humor in there for that thing. Like, it was very, very... Yeah, that, I mean, you, you said it. I mean, it's just one of the, one of the best movies yeah. out there. And it, it, I, I think... The only thing I would say about Ragnarok, and this will get into probably my list, right, of, sure. of where, where I go. But, uh, I mean, they, they borrowed a lot of what they did from a previous movie that was already mentioned, right? And I yeah. look at the music. I look at the oh, colors. Because, yeah. I look at everything else, and it's like... I would agree with that. You did a lot, and it was awesome, but it's like I almost take a little bit away from it because it's like you weren't the first. Yeah, because they went know? from Thor... Uh, the Thor Dark World to uh, 
to Ragnarok, and it is a I, 180. Well, I guess they might have tried it with Thor a, and Thor Dark World are, in my opinion, and I know we may be getting to this a little later, but are two of the worst films in the MCU. I, I would like to. Let, what is your What is your worst? Is that? I think it would have to be. I think I would go Thor Dark World. I think would be like yeah. my worst my worst film in the MCU. I, I put it at about uh, number thirty on the list of twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just terrible. That's that's, there, an, that's another one that I rewatch to try and, and appreciate it, and I just can't. I hate. I feel like it's it's just like the whole story is all over the place, and and like all the stuff that because I love Thor, so like you me mentioned Thor, I would put Thor close to my top ten or in my top ten probably. But uh, Thor is Thor is great. I just did not like Dark World. Uh, and I didn't like I didn't like uh, what's his name his friend Eric uh, I didn't I didn't write oh, it down the, the scientist the scientist yeah, just yeah, being yeah. crazy and naked the whole time it's like yeah, yeah. they're just trying too hard to do something I don't know it was just a bad whatever yeah, I, yeah. glad we got glad yeah. we got Darcy back though uh, for WandaVision. Uh, she was she was she great. Was great she was great in that Darcy yeah. is fantastic and yeah. that's a you know we yeah. we've talked about that right I mean yeah. she she adds a, a a good flavor to that um but no like the the, the Thor. The, the issue that I've had with like with the dark world and and some of the even the even the first one they Thor plays such a big part mm-hmm. that that's where finally in Ragnarok it was like he got his movie finally yeah and like he he hadn't had it until then where it's like finally one of the largest characters who arguably is well one of the most powerful right yeah, and it's like he just hadn't had his movie yet yeah. to where in Ragnarok you're like we got yeah. to see his power. Yep. It's not wrapped up in Mjolnir. It's him, yeah. right? I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, he he kind of felt like a, a forgotten A lister in the in the Avengers until that movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he is he is the big guy. He yeah. is the big guy. Which too. is the thing if you look at the actual like the the Avengers, the four Avengers movies. That's what we were saying from day one. It's like, how do you actually give enough screen time to Robert Downey Jr., to Chris right. Evans, to Chris Hemsworth, to, you know, and then you yeah. add in the Guardians, and it's like, holy cow, like, yeah. how do you even give enough, enough time to these guys? Here's a follow-up question to that, because we kind of made it official, starting with Ragnarok, that the strongest Avenger would be uh, Thor, you know, until we move on from them, you know, but, but at that point, it's Thor. Then you go into Endgame, and uh, the Hulk... Uh, Infinity War, sorry, and the Hulk gets thrashed by Thanos. So, where's where's Hulk dropping down on this list? I mean, I feel like do you feel do you feel like he's losing his because now he now he's the scientist guy, now he's the smart Hulk, and he's doesn't want to smash anymore, and he's even got his arm arm messed up from the the snap. So, where's 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 Hulk going on this one? That's something to talk about probably in the next episode. You know, when we do the the future things, but but I just feel like I feel like the Hulk has really had a a uh, unceremonious slide down the power chart here. Well, in Age of Ultron, though, he did completely destroy and dismantle like the Hulkbuster. He, so he did. Uh, actually, he did end up losing that fight so technically. He but ended up getting knocked out. <laughs> he did end up getting knocked out. So he's lost so many times. Oh man, so far. you're right. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he actually ended up losing that fight. But yeah. I mean, he he's like that that A lister. You always stick him against uh, you know the toughest opponent. Uh, nobody else was gonna was gonna do much else. You know, he did take some L's, but uh, yeah, he's he had some tough fights. to, yeah, but, to but, go into him. But like what I'm saying is like the Abomination comes back to fight the Avengers, and they'll be like, and like it'll probably be Thor and Captain Marvel and and the Scarlet Witch and whoever would be like, 
Hey, Hulk, just sit for now, all right? We got this. Just <laughs> well, like, let, let one of us do it. Well, the strongest <laughs> right now, without a doubt, is Captain Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have they have her powered so so high that it's like when she comes into Endgame, it's just like flies right through Thanos' yeah. ship, and it's like, well, we should have started with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next time lead with that. Yeah, let's lead with that. <laughs> I, I would have to guess, you know, well, with, gosh, this gets into, you know, future, but she's going to have to lose at least a chunk of those powers in yeah. Captain Marvel 2, which you run across in a lot of uh, sophomore movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you without your yeah. powers? Can you Are you actually a hero, or do you are you, are you just superhuman? I picture, so, I picture what it would have been, how much better it would have been if, if Captain Marvel and uh, Thor would have played Get Help against Thanos in that one and just started off with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Get Help. All right. So, Chad, what is your... Five through five to one. Uh, my five to one. Um, okay, so we already talked about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which would have been my number one. So moving backwards, I'll move back from one to, one to two or one to five on that one. So two for me would have been uh, Avengers, the first Avengers. And I'm kind I'm kind of sad you guys didn't mention the Avengers uh, because I, I I feel like that was the first time where we saw a superhero. I mean, it wasn't the first. What didn't feel like it, it was the first time we'd seen a well done together or put together superhero team. And you talk about the humor. You realize how much fun you could have and how much backstory you could add on to all these characters uh, and still give them all screen time. And it's just, it's beautiful. Like, the, like I, I still think of Thor getting punched by the Hulk, that just that nonchalant after they thrash each other. And then the Hulk with the, the puny god stuff. And it's, like, it's funny. You, you were talking about, we were just talking about Ragnarok. I think one of the absolute funniest times in Ragnarok was when the Hulk, when he was fighting Thor, and he smashes him back and back, and Loki stands up, and he's like, that's how it <laughs> yes, feels. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and it's just like, that was one of the greatest yeah. scenes when he just smashes him in the, in the Stark Tower. Marvel goes oh. back to material perfectly. Like, it's great. No, and I, I will say, when, when Hulk punches Thor at the, you know, kind of at the culmination of that battle, to me, that was one of those just laugh out loud, funny moments yeah. that uh, they hadn't quite had one of those yet in Avengers. Yeah, and that really, I think, was again another shift in how they knew uh, to to go with the movies. Yep, and it, it 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 dove into like the character depth of of Captain America because you know you had had him involved, but this one you you see him really become the leader, and he's like mm-hmm. you know even the police when he's talking to the police and he says uh, you know. Uh, what you, I need a I need a line up here. I need you guys to go do this and that and everything. the other thing. He's like, well, why we should listen to you? And then he thrashes a couple of the. But um, I I just feel like that. And also when you're talking about Tony uh, Tony Soprano, Tony Stark, <laughs> Tony Stark and his uh, um, first time where he really was willing to sacrifice himself for the for the greater good and that sort of thing it was him becoming less selfish and that sort of thing too. So I, there was just a lot lot to take in with Avengers and man that movie that that is a trans. Uh, what is a transcending movie is what it is. Like it, it really is. Cause it started this. Well, it also allowed you to hate and fall in love with Loki as well. Absolutely. Right? Oh. So it's like, it's one of those guys where I still don't even know where to put him on the yeah. love hate scale. Cause I'm like every five minutes I hate him. And yep. the other five minutes I freaking love the guy. So it's <laughs> like, I don't know. He, he tricks you into falling in love with him every single time you see him on yeah. screen. And then he rips your heart out yeah. every single time. Yeah. yeah. Poor, poor Thor. And then like Thor says the best though, when they're talking about, it, he's like, uh, be, when they say uh, when uh, they say his it was uh, the whole Mark Ruffalo. He's like uh, that guy. His bag's a uh, bag of cat. Her mind, his mind's a bag of cat. You can smell the crazy on him. Be careful how you talk. That is my brother. Is he? He killed eighty two people in one day. 
He's adopted. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, number three. Number three for me would be... Uh, I'm going to go Civil War here. Another one where I feel like there was a lot of action on this one, and I feel like they took on a lot of real-life tones. Like, like, it became more realistic because they started talking about the damage that they're doing when, they, when they're out kicking ass, you know, like Tony yeah. Stark says, and that sort of thing. Um, but... It made it more more realistic for me, and I feel like you really saw the culmination between uh, Tony Stark and Cap, especially when you figure up like from Avengers to Civil War, where they went from you know buddies and becoming close together to now they're on opposite sides of the the, the wall here, and they they have well, a great that battle scene. Man, that's an incredible battle scene. Here's the other thing: it also gave us Spider Man. Yep. It gave us Ant Man coming into into the Avengers. Yeah. Yep. It gave us Black Panther, right? Oh yeah, he I wasn't. Black Panther was he, into he, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't actually in superhero form, yeah. but I mean, we watched his his dad get blown up, right? I mean, yep. that was kind of the whole start yep. of that. So I mean, it was a a lot of story arc in Civil War, yeah. right? And it's I don't know that was that was a heavy movie. It, it's too bad that we called that a Captain America movie and we didn't get a true third Captain America movie. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah, that was that was an Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. that was Avengers two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the the line there's a lot of good lines in that one too. The the line where where Black Panther is talking to uh, Romanoff. And he's sitting on the on the on the bench where I and I might I'm gonna slaughter this, but so now as king or maybe he's talking to Cap as king, and uh, and warrior, how are you gonna defend or how are you gonna keep him away from me or something like that? Talking about Bucky, I think that was a really cool line. I feel like that's one of those really powerful like, because how are you? I mean he's yeah he's a he's Black Panther. Um, so number four, where am I at on number four? Uh, I should have wrote mine down. I had. Uh, Civil War. Oh, uh, I went with the other Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I feel like that one was kind of the opposite reason why you said, you know, it felt it was a good high school feeling, but I feel like this one was a little bit more dealing with adult tones and that sort of thing where there wasn't just so much, um, wasn't just so much high school built around, but it was more him having to make life-changing decisions uh, about what he's going to do with all this power. You know, this is the first time where he's really having to uh, adjust the power and and also, it gave us Zendaya, uh, and I, I, I'm going to be the first to say that I do not care as much about these superhero movies having couples. I don't really, I don't feel like it's necessary to have that for some reason. But for Spider-Man, it is. I feel like, yeah. and and yeah. his relationship and the the chemistry between him and Zendaya are is incredible. And I love seeing them on screen together. I just, yep. I absolutely love it. I also loved, uh, uh, oh. Mysterio, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Man, he is great. And I hope he's still alive for the next next phase because I want more of Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Mysterio was good. That was one of those, like, going into that movie, it was hard to get your mind wrapped around how they were going to handle Mysterio in a real-life movie, mm -hmm. right? It's like, how, how are they going to give him his powers? How are they going to do this stuff? And then it's like... Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, and it, and it and it was really cool on on that that nice little twist yeah. there. Yeah, and he uh, the 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 whole time because you're 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 thinking from the comics and stuff like that. You know, he's the bad guy the whole time. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. but but it's like, but you also like, I really like this guy. He's great. That, <laughs> he that be a bad scene guy. Like, when he talks to Peter Parker when they're sitting at the at the bar. Yeah, and it's just like. I love this guy. Yeah, absolutely. I'd give him the Edith glasses yeah, too because yeah. he's he's the yep. superhero. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't all hug afterwards. Like that was beautiful. Did, then, go ahead. I was 
Were you tricked at all? Did you think Quentin Beck actually might not be the villain? No, I didn't think that he could. I don't. I just. I couldn't imagine it not being because, like, I don't know. I'm shamelessly gonna have to say yes. I am too. <laughs> Did I, you really? I, yeah. I I was buying in. I I was buying in that he may be from a different world. I was buying in that it may be a, a Mandarin uh, type uh, switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that. Hey, we think Mysterio is going to end up, uh, you know, turning in the end. But oh, here we go! Out of nowhere, we had no idea this this new villain's coming in. Yeah, I, I, I hope for the whole time until obviously he hands off the glasses and everybody knows knows what's happening then. But I really yeah. did hope. Yeah, as soon as 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 soon as the bar turned, like that was such a, that was a cool reveal too. Absolutely, like oh, it was yeah. like and well, just like starts it clapping and it's it like, revealed several things right you reveal that he's the bad guy but it also shows you how he's doing all of this yeah. too mm -hmm. so it was a really cool like a lot of things end up happening yeah. right and there. how many people are in on it yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i mean how many people had to get together to to pull all this off and, and it's he's not working alone has been screwed over by yeah. tony stark right? which is kind of cool yeah. you know and, and one of the guys actually was from iron man uh one, one. Yeah. yeah watching uh Opadaya just ream him up and down about Tony Stark made this in a in a, in a cave, cave. and yeah. it's like that's that same guy that's that is again that is how great Marvel is it just the tiny details do you notice that there I, that this has been going around like some Marvel circuits that the newscaster in all the Marvel movies is the same new, newscaster oh nice like the oh, same really? guy yeah. giving the news every time nice. Yeah, just it's like J.K. Simmons in, uh, in Spider-Man, right? Exactly. God, I love that. that I love that's such a great, great Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number five. Number right? five. Number five. I'm going to go a little bit more, uh, a little easier. Um, but number five is Infinity Game for, or Infinity War for me. Not mm. in the end game, but Infinity yep. War. Just because I feel like it was more uh, more heart-wrenching, more like you like, you saw the, the, how much everybody cared for each other at this point, you know, and, and you saw it in, in Endgame too. And Endgame gave you that stuff that you really love, you know, it gave you the moments, nope. it gave you all that stuff that you've been waiting for. And it was a payoff. Endgame was a payoff, but Infinity, Infinity War was just, you know, it gave you the idea that, you know, things are going to look different after this is all said and done. We're going to have a whole different world when this is all done. And man, that's, that's a chilling, like literally gives me chills to think about it. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's my, that's my number five. Uh, watching uh, Spider-Man get dusted at the end of that, and, and not only uh, watching uh, Iron Man's reaction to it, but Peter's reaction about how he failed. Yeah. He failed Tony Stark, and he's sad that he failed. Not, then he gets scared that he's going away. Yeah. And to watch Tony just relive that, or to, to live that in that moment, yeah. uh, it, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it is it is one of those things that uh, you and I talked about this the other day, but I got to bring it up because it's in Infinity Wars. But, uh, you know, I was, I was reading about Doctor Strange, and they were talking about what his true enemy is. Yeah. And it's not Thanos, right? So, like, when he gets, sits down and, and sees the one in 14 million chance, right, he could have just rewound time and stopped Peter Quill from being a jackass and, you know, got the, got the gauntlet away from, from Thanos, but yeah. he doesn't do that. Right. Because Thanos isn't his, isn't his true enemy. Yeah. It's the infinity stones. And he knew oh, sure. the only way to destroy the infinity stones was to get them actually to Thanos and then ultimately do what they did with an end game, which is a really cool twist into Dr. Strange's mind. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, He's really not sitting there thinking the same way that the rest of the Avengers are. Mm -hmm. This is this is the type of theory that's going to build up for another twenty three movies, 
and then, and then ten years from now, we're gonna finally get the payoff that, <laughs> that this was actually what was happening way back in Endgame. Yeah. Because that's what Marvel's gonna do to us. It's, <laughs> it, I, it just made sense because it was like the way this described it. It was the Infinity Stones are the only thing that jeopardizes the magic. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we're starting to see that in WandaVision too. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, we don't have Infinity Stones anymore, but now we got Chaos Magic and we got all this other magic yeah. that's out here. And it's like he needed to get rid of the one thing that could defeat what he had, right? Yep. It's pretty clear the next one, their magic is going to be a big focal yeah. point. Like, there's going to be a lot of magic going on, so. Now, you, you look at, obviously, the upcoming movies, and you look at each one of those titles, and you can see how you're, they're going to tie into magic. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, did we uh, buy you enough time that you can uh, give us your top five now? Yeah, you know, that's what's nice about, you know, pushing it back over to you all, you know, I'm going gotta, gotta to sit here and think about it a little bit, so... All right, I'm going to do the same thing that Chad did, and uh, and I'm going to start from from my my number one, and I'll go to number five. So, I too, like Chad, will start with Guardians of the Galaxy. Such a game changer. Number one. Yeah. yeah. It just it's one of the movies that it has literally everything I want in any kind of movie, and yep. it just so happens to be a superhero movie, right? Like that's that's the uh, that's the amazing. What was, the, part what was that number on yours? That's <laughs> uh, number six. Or oh, no, that's number four. Number, number four. four. Yeah. So it's, it's just wild that that's on the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so far the same one that we've had on all of our lists. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, right after that, and uh, this this will align with uh, with yours a little bit. I would go Thor Ragnarok, and uh, and again, it's really similar feelings on on why yeah. why I love that. Uh, number three for me is going to be slightly different as well. I'm going with Iron Man, uh, okay. the original Iron Man. Yeah, and that was just Pierced. that. It's just the first time that, uh, you know, you get to see Tony Stark, you get to see Iron Man, and it's like you knew something special was happening. And I'm not saying it's a better movie than some of the others on the list. I'm saying just where where I put it. Like, no, I absolutely love it. I, I, it obviously, it kicked off 23 movies, and I don't know, I think they've got 10, 15 that they've announced in the works. I mean, it's, it's a great it's a solid movie even now, uh, 13 years later, but yeah, it deserves to be uh, in the top for sure. Yeah, for, there's, honestly, there's no reason why it's not on all of our tops here. I mean, it's just because they've had 20. I mean, the only reason is because they've had 22 movies since that have been absolutely phenomenal, and it's hard to hard to beat, or it's, it's easier to beat something that was, you know, what, 13 years ago. Yeah, but. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's just, there, and there's so many awesome scenes in it. It sets everything up, and, and it like is, I said, it's it, Tony Stark to me is like there's only two characters that I put into this category. Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark and Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman as Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> and those are the two. Yeah. And I tell you what, spoiler alert, if you haven't been, you know, in this what move watching these movies in the last like 10 years, but uh both of those guys die on screen. Yeah. Yep. I cried my eyes out on both of those deaths. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's like, well deserved. And it's not; it wasn't me crying over the character. It was me crying that it's like I don't get to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine anymore. Yeah. I don't get to see Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man anymore. Like, yeah. man, it's just heart wrenching. I, I think I think the biggest point that you made there was just you knew something special was coming, yeah. and that's and that's you you did the whole time you're watching it like something something has just changed in the whole world. I mean, like everything because now now Marvel's not just comic books or cartoons or whatever. It's now. It oh, is it's like, everything. It is. It's kids' it's like, personalities and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, like this real life now. This is yeah. This is a big deal. We you talk about uh, how well Marvel does callbacks. 
obviously the the parallel there is at the end of Iron Man one, you get the first I am Iron Man, yeah, which was an incredible way to end that movie, and then as an answer to I am in in inevitable. Sorry. Inevitable. <laughs> I am inevitable. Inev- yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, you, you get Tony Stark's response. Again, I am I am Iron Man. But the juxtaposition between the two of them, uh, one is selfish. Hey, look at me. I am Iron Man. And the last one's, hey, I'm Iron Man. Yeah. I actually, I'm giving my life. There's just one selfish, one selfless. Yeah. There's just a big difference between the, the two. And and honestly, I appreciate your stuttering on the I am inevitable because if you would have just done that smoothly, we'd probably all be back in the moment and all shed a tear and we'd have to pause <laughs> the whole thing and start over. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so where am I at? Number four? Right? You, you start yeah. on number five? Okay, yeah, yeah, so, so I'm, on, I'm on number four. So okay. I would say uh, <laughs> uh, my number four is, is Black Panther. Yeah. And and again, um it gave me everything I wanted in a in a movie. Yeah. And uh absolutely absolutely loved it. Uh number five, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a twist here. Um nope. not not a not in the greatest movie side of things. <laughs> but I loved it. And it's the original Ant Man. Yeah. And it's and it's another one that I if I had to put one of the main movies, I would go Endgame because I think Endgame yeah. is just absolutely amazing. Uh, but I'm going to go Ant-Man because Ant-Man, again, I'm more of a comedy guy. I, I loved the comedy but between just all the characters in that. And it was a little bit different. Uh, it gave me more of a feel of like a Spider-Man too, right? Yeah. Ant-Man's more of like a, a small town hero, not like, you know, the yeah. world hero. So I, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, absolutely. Ant-Man's, an, I mean, Paul Rudd's fantastic. Just He's one of the funniest guys on the planet without ever even trying yeah. to be. You know, like when he, he says uh, in Civil War, just... Hey, you're you're Captain America. You're great too. You know, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or no, it was hey, you're Captain America. Anyway, regardless, like Paul Rudd, he's he's fantastic, and Ant Man is fantastic as well. That's a great movie. So there you go. So hey, everybody, give us your top five. We would love to hear what you have to say about all of these different movies. Uh, we had some overlapping, but hey, we also had a lot of different ones. So uh, tell us where we're right. Tell us where we're wrong, and uh, let us know in the comments below. I got another special guest though. Okay. Okay. Let's... So I got another special guest who brought his list. Okay. Oh. All right, so Cohen Finch, Tanya and TJ's boy, he released his top five, and I want to oh. re- I want to talk about Cohen's top five. Okay, first okay. off, before we get into that, like you didn't give us a chance to mention, uh, B. I don't know if you've t- heard the story or not, but Clint, Kayla, and I were down in Atlanta, and we got to see <laughs> Ant Man two, two, Ant Man and the Wasp being filmed. Like I walk out of my, my hotel. And it's Clint was actually upstairs, still using the bathroom, so he kind of missed out on it. But as we're sitting there, <laughs> as we're sitting there talking, like they started freezing up the streets and everything, and uh, uh, like getting ready to go. And the next thing you know, the cars start moving forward, and uh, you see this, you hear tires squealing down the road, and then this big flatbed truck, blue, which is what he uses as a skateboard in Ant Man and the Wasp, yep. comes rolling down, sliding tires. They got drones videotaping and all this stuff, and it was a really cool moment. And then after it was done, everything just stops. And all these cars just start backing up. And I think that's when Clint walked out and everything's yeah. just backing up. And it's like, it's like, what is going on? I literally walked out and I'm like, I drank way too much last <laughs> night. Like, the world is going in reverse literally right now. Okay, so did you just happen to be in Atlanta when all this is going down? Or yeah. were, yeah. Well, we were you're, you're telling a- me you, you two, the two of the biggest comic book, book fans I, I, I know, 
just happened to be at a hotel next to where they're filming. He went a movie. to a, a Bills and Falcons game. Yeah, Clemson <laughs> Falcons fan. I'm a Bills fan. We walked out. I just literally walked out the door, and it just happens to be filming it because they wouldn't tell us at first. But Kayla and I kind of talked to some of the security guards there, and they're like, they're like one of those. Uh, they said it's one of those like superhero type movies. I'm like, well, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm and in. Then, and then they said something about the villain. Uh, she'll be driving. She'll be in that up here. The villain will be in this. She'll be up here. And they said she. I'm like, is this is this like Ant Man and the Wasp? And he, uh-huh. she's like. Okay, awesome. No, not not as cool, but actually the same time that we were down there was a Walking Dead convention as well. So nice. there was like all yeah. that happening. So it was actually it was it was a lot of cool things that were happening at that point. Cohen Finch, Cohen Finch is top five. Okay, he had Endgame, which and oh, first off, I gotta I gotta preface this because his mom wanted me to make sure that I said that this was a very hard list for or that he that I mentioned this was a very hard list for him to come up with. <laughs> so so anyway, regardless. Uh, Endgame was his number one. How old is Cohen? I don't. I don't know the the age of Cohen, but he's. He, I would say ten. But okay. He's probably gonna yell at me because I don't know exactly. I don't know, and I I, I should have checked on that. All right. Yeah. So, Cohen, drop your drop your age in the comments if you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Endgame is his number one. Ant Man is his number two. Iron Man or G- Guardians of the Galaxy one is his number three. Okay. And I feel like I'm just reading off Clint's list here. Is this, isn't this <laughs> yeah. your list, basically? Yeah. Okay. You said 10 years old? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Iron, Iron, number four is Iron Man. Okay. Okay. Number five, that's the only one that we haven't mentioned, is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ooh. And I like that one. I like that addition. That was a, like, you, th- you think about it, there's some big moments in that one. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, yeah. Yeah, Guardians, yeah. Guardians 2, I mean, we, we, can, we can take a moment and talk about Guardians 2. So, I yeah. mean, first off, uh, the song Brandy. I mean, oh, like, man, it's like put a, that back on good. the map, right? Yeah. And the lyrics to that song is that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, which is really cool, that tie-in, to, yep. to, to find that. But uh, the only thing is that I got to say, uh, loved the movie in general. Uh, Ego, like, it was just a, it was a hit and miss for me. Really? Yeah, like- it, it, it wasn't. I enjoyed Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell's awesome. Oh, I yeah. was gonna say as long as as long as you disliked <clears throat> ego but liked Kurt no, Russell. No, I like okay. Kurt Russell. Okay. It's just that like getting my head wrapped around that ego is this planet. Yeah. And, and then it just started getting weird that it's like not even a how he was trying to take over and everything. like it just wasn't your stereotypical yeah. villain, I guess. Which maybe that's I mean that's maybe a good thing. It's just a hard concept to wrap your head around. I yeah. think yeah. is the best way to say it. It, it. This is a planet that can somehow be a person. Yeah. yeah, but I mean you also have to figure there's a lot of like coming. Not, I would say coming of age, but it's, it's something like that because he's now now uh, Star Lord's having to deal with or having to reface the death of his mom and now who who killed his who mom? Who killed? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And now he's gonna have to to save the world he's gonna have to abandon his dad who he's been looking for his whole life and and kill it's i get it i get that his motives are bad but it's it's a really good story and like it's no it yeah no i I like it 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 also gave us baby groot which baby groot i mean yeah adolescent groot i hate oh god you're supposed to i don't think you like it nobody likes a teenager yeah But, but baby Groot was like fantastic. Oh, it was adorable. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. In the end, when he's going to push the button, and it's like yep. yeah. him and Rocket, and oh man. What, what about Mantis? And, Mantis and uh, uh, Drax. Drax. Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that because it, it gave you the first look at like uh, Drax does have that emotional yeah. side to him, right? Like 
we've got to see a little bit more and more yeah. of that come out. So I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I just love that he calls her ugly, and that's his way <laughs> yeah. to prove that he loves her. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, but, but also there's. I challenge you guys uh, to do that to prove your love to your yeah, wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. Uh, <clears throat> that's call ex- me and tell me that's how that went. That's what I'm gonna do right when we get done with this, <laughs> and uh, I'll be staying here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna be welcome back yeah. at home if that's how I uh, start the conversation. Oh, G- Gamora and Nebula have a good good relationship there too. Like they get a, the, you know they're coming to together moment like yeah, that sort of thing yeah you finally kind of see the the other side of nebula too yeah. which which makes you feel a lot more compassion for yeah. her uh which i i also enjoyed that so and uh michael rooker's character that i'm not gonna be able to think of his name right now because yondu. i can yondu. Yondu, yeah. yondu like yondu's character was was incredible in that movie like yondu you know, in general is incredible yeah he really is like was he he was i think he was why was he not what was wrong how many of ego's children did he drag to ego Oh yeah, to, to, to die. Well, no, he didn't, do, he didn't do that though, did he? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's he, the whole premise of the movie. Yeah, he. But that's just it. He wouldn't take the boy. He wouldn't he take eventually the one. He so he took the rest of them. He didn't. Well, I mean, I, I think there's like two thousand bodies down there. Yondu couldn't have done all of that. <laughs> yeah. But Peter Quill several. was not the first really? one. Get I mean, this up here because I want to fact check this one. No, but that's the whole reason why he got kicked out. Is because I told you so. Yep. I told you so. Right here. Put it right here, no. Clint. Because just no, I'm, I'm I'm with B on this. Yeah. Like he definitely yep. took kids. I'm out. not I'm not saying he took. Uh, obviously, there's two thousand bodies down there. He didn't because do all two thousand. But Peter Quill was not the first little boy the, he picked up. I think that he got them, but I don't think that he, I think that they sent him after him specifically. <laughs> he just dropped him off at the playground. I think on <laughs> ego. Yeah. <laughs> I think Peter Quill was the first one he found a, a use for. Uh, and may eventually have felt a little remorse yes. and brought him into this, uh, the that's Ravengers. Why he, that's why he got kicked out of the Ravengers. Yeah, yeah but, but it was, I thought it was because of the, of the one. No, it's because of all of the, the other ones. The Yondu the whole time is just a, a child a kidnapper. He, he, was, was. he was doing it for he the money. Better. He got better. But <laughs> he got better. Yeah, but okay, well, in that case, then Yondu... I mean, it still sucks. hurts when he died. I mean, well, it, well, not anymore. No, not if he's, not if he's a <laughs> child, child murderer. I'm not saying that that Yondu is the greatest like hero here. I'm saying that I thoroughly enjoy Yondu's character in both of the movies. Yeah, That's yeah. all I'm stating. Yeah. Yondu's great. I think he probably drug a few children to their death, but I'm willing to overlook <laughs> yeah, that because wanna, the again, I want to point out again right <laughs> here. I want to overlook say Chad that. was right or Chad was yeah. wrong right here, right here. <laughs> and you're welcome. Okay, so where are we at now? Well, we, so is that the oh, yeah, that's that was, the end that of the was list? Cohen's last one. Great, great list, Cohen. I think you, you and Clint should watch movies together because that is almost identical to Clint's list except for the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And that would have been on my list, I think. I mean, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, Guardians 2, uh, it, it just... It, it's The reason why Guardians 2 lost the luster is because of Guardians 1, right? I mean, like, Guardians yeah. 1 was so such a great movie that it's like... I don't know. How do you compete with that? Yeah. If that would have been the first of the Guardians movies, I think we probably would have loved that. It would have put, yeah. put it at number Absolutely. one, right? You, I ever, mean, you ever watch that on like a, a like a, uh, a 4K TV? Like a, that's a really great movie to watch. But the like colors, the colors are it's great. great. It's hey, the, the other thing, does anybody know what that car with the T tops at the very beginning? Oh man, of the movie you've is? asked me this before. We looked it up twice. It was a Mustang something, right? 1978 Mustang Boss. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, that's like a like I'm not a Mustang guy, but that is one awesome car. No, it's great. Okay, let's do bottom three. I'll go ahead and throw mine out there first. Uh, we're all going to agree, uh, Thor: Dark World is is probably our our least favorite. Is that uh, the worst for everybody? 
I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah and the thing I, is, I think everybody in the world. I don't <laughs> think it's just us three. <laughs> I've tried watching it a couple times since just to try and, and give it some, some, some credence yeah. to say, what am I missing here? But it's just, it's just not it. And, yeah. and it's still, I, I, I'm going to still stand behind it. It's still a good movie, just not comparatively speaking to all these others. All right. It's just such That's a different words. feel. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got Iron Man 2 uh, at the bottom. I know a lot of people dislike Iron Man 3. I hated Iron Man 2 the most. Uh, to me, it just it felt kind of like a, a, re, a, a worse rehash of the first movie. Whiplash wasn't bad. You know, you, I got his motives, but I didn't care for Hammer in it. I just... To me, it, was yeah. just, it just wasn't a huge improvement of the first one. The, the hammer side was a super annoying. Yeah. Like, that was that, – that was because I really like Whiplash, right? I thought he was, like, a really cool – And I thought they picked a good actor for it. Uh, yep. You know, I thought, I thought that was good. I just overall didn't care for it. Uh, and then my number three is probably Age of Ultron. Ooh. It's still – yeah, it's still an Avengers movie, but Ooh. I just – I. Man, you killed a guy who can run so fast with bullets. <laughs> and that, that yeah. to me, just, just wrecks the whole thing. I, I do challenge you to go back and watch it. Okay. Because that was one that I didn't really – I thought that it missed when I watched it the first time. And I've watched it a couple times since. And it seems like every time I watch that, I come away with a new appreciation for it. And it climbs my list every time. Because I, there's a lot of good stuff in there that I just – I kind of missed. Clinton I talked about it on our last podcast. Um what, what, what was the, the relationship? Oh, it was the relationship with Quicksilver and Hawkeye and the few tie-ins there yep. and, and, like, the way they tie in uh, Thanos – or not Thanos, Ultron talking about the, the twins and how they survived. It. Like, it's, it's got it, – it grows on you, man. It, it does. There's, I, I just watched it again as well, and, yeah. and I, 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 I have a hard time putting it probably where the critics put it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's similar to what you said about uh, Dark World, though. It's not good on these 23 movie standards, but comparatively, it's still a, a good movie. It's just yep. the Avengers set up a lot. There was a lot of good movies before that. I just hope for a little bit more, yep. I guess. So, yep. so I, get that. I, I think for me, I think, I think what I would end up doing, I think I would go, of course, Dark World. The next one is The Incredible Hulk. Even Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like I, to, to me, it just I just haven't been a fan of... of I, I, and I don't know if it would have changed if it was Mark Ruffalo or not. I just don't think it was a great movie. Like the best part of that movie is when Stan Lee takes a drink of the of the pop, and that's like the that's like the best part of the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the introduction. The introduction of Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> that was uh, Age of Ultron. It was Age actually. of Ultron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the introduction of Thunderbolt Ross, even though I think that gets recast as well, doesn't no. it? No, they bring it back. No, right, but is, it's the same actor. Yeah. I thought they recast him. Yeah, William okay. Hurt, I think is who it is. Okay. Yeah, they bring him um, back in, in Civil War. Yep. I, I knew they brought him back. I just thought it was yep. a different actor. But introducing him, obviously, more and more we're seeing that he has uh, a bigger role. So, I mean, that is an introduction of kind of a, uh, a foil for the Avengers that does, does last yeah. through a lot of movies. Uh, and he's a guy you love to hate. I yeah. mean, <laughs> every yeah. time he speaks, you yeah. know you're gonna hate everything he says. I just don't think the like I just don't think the movie did a lot for me. Yeah. So, well, and I think after that, you know, it's it's interesting. This is always what's fun about having conversations, right? Um, I've been probably a hard critic on uh, Iron Man three, but now that I sit here and I start thinking about it, when you talked about Hammer. I think I'm going to put Iron Man 2 as number three. There you go. All right. I'd love to change your mind. I, I, think I'm, I think I am because I think uh, I, I loved Whiplash, but I think the whole 
robot hacking in and all that kind of stuff probably just wasn't as as good of a story as what three and three we did get to see a lot of the emotion of tony stark right? see, to me that was like, that's that's what brought it up you see great christmas yeah. movie yeah well you see that ptsd it's to me that was the the first introduction in a, in a gigantic mainstream movie where you're seeing damage done you know we, I, th- I think it's, it's commonplace now that we talk about mental health uh, a lot um, now. And when Iron Man 3 came out, and was that 13 or 14? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was quite no. as prevalent. Uh, Avengers, Avengers 1 was 2012. Iron Man 3 is, I think, the, the next movie after that. So oh. maybe 13 or 14. Um, I think it was the first, first big film that actually kind of hit on some mental health. First time in being a father figure. That is true. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's when he t- kind of took, and he was, <laughs> he was, he was really bad. He's really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Not the greatest, well, but you know, well, my parents are dead too. You don't hear me crying about it. <laughs> Man, if only Batman would say that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Chad, what, uh, where, where, where's your list on this? I don't know that I want to give a, a, mine would probably be pretty similar to you guys, but I don't know if I want to make a list of this because again, I just, I feel like, I feel whoa, like, whoa, I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't like, I feel like I'm cheating on these it's movies. Not I feel like, options I'm, I feel like here. I'm doing them dirty. I'm doing bad things because, because again, these are great what movies. What is your worst three MCU movies? I'm not going to say worst three, but I'm going to say bottom three. Okay. Okay. Thor, obviously Thor, uh, Thor, dark world. Okay. And see, <laughs> I don't even want to say it because people are going to hate me for it. Captain America. I feel like is the one that I that's got the least amount of rewatch the first one rewatchability for me because it's like it's just it's okay and it's fun you know at times but it's like apparently it's not that <laughs> that, that is that is my top of the original Avengers standalone films I got that above Iron Man one Thor one um, and and the Hulk obviously uh, but that is my number one for uh, the standalone see and uh, and, and, and that's movies. what and that's what I'm saying and and if I had to go with uh, my third. Uh, I'd probably I'd probably say Iron Man two as well. Um, ah, there's a lot of good stuff about Iron Man two, but but yeah, I just it just it just missed. I mean, it wasn't. But the thing again, like if you're ranking it, it's still like a six and a half. You know, it's not like it's a it's not like it's a four. You know, like I, if you talk about like DC movies, you know, uh, I didn't like Batman versus Superman. You know, it was oh, just it was pretty. Awful. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> there's actually I want to say I looked at some of the IMDb's uh, before we jumped on here. I think uh, Dark. Dark World got rated the worst, but it was still like a six and a half, a six and a half or something. Yeah. I mean, most of these were eights and nines for the most yeah. part. But uh, that's what I'm saying. You're you're comparing like some of the best movies in the world to some of the best movies in the world, and it's like, you know, I don't. But you also have though, and, and you mentioned this though too, like the the rewatchability, right? Um, I do think that some of these take a couple walk, a couple watches. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I watched a lot of the actually pretty much after the Age of Ultron. We watched a lot of them because we wanted to talk about WandaVision. Yeah, and when I rewatched Captain Marvel, which I was a really tough critic on Captain Marvel. Honestly, watching it the second time, I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it, yeah. and it was it was a a totally different experience to, for me. So yeah. I do think that there is some opportunities to you know rewatch some of these and say yeah you know maybe i get it now well every right? every movie they give here they're just giving you so much information that it's hard to hard to digest it all at once so a, a second watching is pretty good now, you mentioned that you were having a trouble to pick your bottom three i literally changed my bottom three since i wrote this this afternoon <laughs> yeah. to when i delivered it today yeah. what i said as my number three was not what i 
what what I have written down. I it is it is so fluid at the, the you know those bottom. I mean, just to call him out, Ant Man and the Wasp is his, is in his bottom yep. three right now. Yep. And, and now I'm theoretically <laughs> putting that bottom four. I, <laughs> I mean, what? Sports is going to go backwards down the list. Exactly. Now. Run through yeah. them all. Uh, <laughs> so what's your favorite? What, let's talk about this. What are your favorite Marvel uh, cinematic mo- moments? So what is your favorite moment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Clint, go first. Uh, why do you always point to me to go first? Well, because You're the I, one I, asking. Because I feel like, I feel like uh, B, B, was, B was stuttering him a little bit there. You got to think about it. Unless you have one right off the top of your head. Uh, my my favorite cinematic moment. Before you, before you give it, I would I would like to stay away from Endgame because I feel like Endgame has so many of them, and we should talk about them. But I'd like to know. Uh, see, those are the, to me that's different. End, uh, Endgame has a lot of great moments. Okay, but to me, a lot of that's just fan service. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, or the what I think the best moment is Tony Stark and Peter Parker at the end of an Infinity War. Okay. Uh, uh, to me, that's that just, yeah. just just just. Absolutely hits you where it counts. I mean, yeah. that is in a phenomenal moment showing how he has grown. We just mentioned yeah. uh, Iron Man 3 where <laughs> Tony is not a great father figure. He is a great father yeah. figure now, and he's watching who you know his adoptive yeah. son basically uh, disappear, and he believes it's his fault. Yeah. He's still not great. I mean, I'm... Uh, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> It's not a hug. I'm getting the door for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's not perfect. Yeah, he's not perfect. He gets better. Yeah. Ah. Man, I that is such a hard hard thing to answer of, you, of just you the want, best. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you my. Uh, I'm gonna give you. A, what are you gonna give me, Clint? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to give- T- Tony Stark standing up in front of the reporters saying "I am Iron Man" yeah. is probably one of the best like chill moments. That's just like I got chills yeah. from it, and and it was just fantastic. Yeah, because he and, he literally stops and he just says. He's he's going through his 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 speech and saying he's not going to do all this. You know he's oh why why would we do something like that? that? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? I am Iron Man, and that is that is yeah, the the other the other part. And again, I, I I hate talking about Guardians of the Galaxy so much. I'm probably such a fanboy of that movie. Uh, when they're all sitting around on Peter Quill's ship, trying to figure out, and then it's like. Oh, 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 everybody's standing. Now we're all standing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like that moment when they when they finally come together is probably one of those moments where it's like you finally see all these outcasts that don't, you know, they they don't have families that they're, they're they they don't have anybody but but each other. And it's like that's the first time where it's like, yeah, we got this. The yeah. last like the Guardians. The last 20 minutes of the Guardians is probably one of the most powerful scenes in the cuz you got that and then you got I am Groot or not I we are Groot. Yeah. And then you, you have the, got dan- the dance off, dance off, and they they hold hands, you know, like to, uh, holding the the power stone. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that is great. It really is. Um, mine, mine is uh, from Homecoming. Uh, the moment that Spider Man. What? Oh man, no, that's uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. I'm with you. I completely agree. <laughs> I just had forgot that happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in Homecoming, where he's uh, he's at the end, and uh, the everything's falling down on him, and he's completely crushed. And he's immediately reverts back to just being a kid, and he's crying and trying to to get to save his own life, basically. And he's like, and then all of a sudden, it's like he sees his reflection and says that basically, you know, I'm Spider Man. There's nobody's gonna help me out of this. I gotta do it myself. And he finds his strength to become, you know, to become. So, so your favorite time is when Peter Parker is crying because he has a building on him, yep. and your favorite time is when Peter Parker's crying because he's going into a blip. Yep. Yeah. 
My second awesome, favorite time, awesome, and what I thought you were going to awesome say. Awesome heroes, guys. <laughs> yeah, I just say, like, I wouldn't expect you to know this, but what, what? yeah, because that's not what I thought you were going with. Uh, I thought you were going to say when Peter Parker knocks on Zendaya's door. Oh yeah, yeah. And it that's when you get the reveal that not only uh, you get Michael Keaton as the vultures answering the door, and you got a split second where you don't know if he's figured it out, and this is a trap for Peter. Or if he's actually the father, and those yeah. those twenty seconds where you're trying to figure out if you know what what uh, yeah. what Vulture's doing there is, is, is it, awesome. Is it not funny though? I mean, I'm sure all all, all of us being uh, being dudes here, you know, we've all had that moment of you opening the door and you have to have the talk with the father right yeah. first, yeah. and it's like that was that times. A thousand, yeah. right? Like it's, it's the last so week trying to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like they've been trying to kill each other. It's like, oh my goodness. So I'm, I'm sure that some of my my ex's father spent the last week trying to kill me though too. So that's completely possible. <laughs> I would say factual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, like uh, that's a great scene just in general. And, and you see it when he's in the car. I can still, I can still. Which, by the way, Michael Keaton was always meant to be a bad guy, and he's oh, so yeah. good. Like he oh. really, like even Birdman and stuff. Like Michael Keaton's a bad guy. I love it. Um, but in the back of the car, and he's looking into his. Looking in the mirror, and he's just good old Spider-Man. Like, oh, yeah. it's a really chilling moment. It's like, yeah, here we go. Great, great scene. Um, I got another special guest. Oh, okay. another special guest for his favorite uh, favorite MCU movie. I went with, and again, I, I got some kids' uh, opinions on these Who, because whose is this? Uh, well, I'm not. I haven't, oh. I haven't said that yet, but I got some kids' opinion on different things here because I feel like you know, three grown dudes talking about superhero movies. We should probably have some kids' opinions, yeah. right? Okay, so. I went to to your son, uh, Devin, oh. Devin Peters. So Devin Peters, uh, his age is Clint. Twelve. Twelve. Good. Good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Just so you know, I'm not going to know the ages on any of these kids. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I asked him what his favorite moment was. Um, he said saving uh, Pepper Potts or Pepper Potts. Yeah, Pepper Potts at the end of Iron Man three. So like the whole scene with all the the suits coming to life and like that, which it really was just like an awesome. Oh finish. man. The house party. Yeah, exactly. Such a yeah. great first, moment. First time we get a gl- glimpse of the of the, the Hulkbuster and stuff like that, and there's all sorts of stuff going on there. So. It, it, the, the best part of that, I think that if you're like, and, and I know Devin is, right? Like, I would assume one of the one of the parts that drives him to that moment, right, mm-hmm. is the same reason why probably all of us enjoyed that. You almost want to, like, pause and rewind, pause and rewind. It's like, what suit is that, yeah, right? Yeah. And we've all played the video games where we've got to do different suits yeah. of Iron Man. And you got to see all that throughout that movie. Yeah. So it was so much fun. And when Tony started, you want to talk about action? Dude, the guy ran from like one suit to the next suit to the next yeah. suit to the next yeah. suit uh, to the next suit. That's just a, such a cool way to, you know, he jumps out of one, falls into another. Uh, it, so the suits, talking about playing video games, it reminds me of uh, Mega Man. You oh know, yeah, you yeah, play yeah, Mega yeah. Man and you defeat a boss, and then you'd get like their His power, power. Yeah, yeah, in, a, in another little suit. That's what it reminded me of. You know, you get the one that's got the, he can throw his hands down and like lift stuff. Yeah. You know, it's he's you got know, pistons for arms. Uh, regardless of 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 what you've said up to this point, be just throwing <laughs> out a Mega Man comment. <laughs> you are welcome on this podcast anytime. Now. Uh, I, I will Mega probably Man. throw you off with Mega Man. Mega Man Five is my favorite, and it's one of the worst received. So. Oh, hey, hey but that, that's own. for uh, original Nintendo. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a big uh, big Mega Man. Oh, fan, it's a lot of so, fun. Yeah. So let's talk about our uh, let's talk about our favorite characters. Okay. 
So let's just go off of favorite characters. We've, we've. I don't know if we need to do a top five favorite characters is or this, whatever. This is this is final topic. Uh, pretty Fav- close. Pretty close to final topic. I got. I got one more for you. Let's do but favorite. It, that'll be a quick one. What about okay. favorite hero, favorite villain? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we can okay. do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Favorite hero, favorite villain. So, so, so overall, and we got to do MCU here. Right. <laughs> Are you? I mean, but, it's tough. I think we can touch on maybe non MCU, but. I That's right. right now. Let's make it. Let's make it five, and we don't have to go into them real deep. But let's go make it five, and you can put them wherever you want. Like, let's not do that. Let's just do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do favorite <laughs> hero, favorite villain. Yeah. MCU only. Yeah. Okay. MCU only. Favorite hero, favorite villain. I I don't need to go first. I'm yeah. gonna sit here uh, sorry. Thinking, sorry. So. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go and Chad. It may be yours as well. Maybe not the MCU version, but uh, Tom Holland, Spider Man is probably my favorite in the MCU, and he's a late addition. Uh, but he, he's such the audience's avatar into it. He's such a fanboy walking into everything he does that watching him in the movies is like being in the movies. Yeah. And, and him, you know, again, in high school, you can feel all those moments that he's going through, you know, kind of that dichotomy of the, the two worlds uh, that are just completely different. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man would have easily been mine, uh, but you, you took it, so I'm not going to do that. That's why I, I went I first. <laughs> I do want to speak to Spider-Man though, a little bit because because I think that the, the depth of him is what makes him so cool because he's he's so so uh, humanized in so many ways, and yet he's also this powerful being. And I just I absolutely and I, and again, like I said, I love his relationship stuff when he's going through with like like the Black Cat and and uh, Mary Jane. And Gwen Stacy and all so, that. I mean, st- yours is Spider Man. Mine is Spider Man. But I'm going <laughs> to well, do a second one. Well, and, all right. <laughs> no, that's go it. Four. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's it's, so it's your top one is Spider Man. How about that? Yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man is still my number one. Uh, and and what well, I think one thing about Spider Man is if Spider Man had been born in 1942, Peter Parker would be Captain America. Those two are both New York boys that are truly heroes. Yeah. Because of who they are, not the powers they end up yeah. with, yeah. and it's just you know you get a, a sixty year difference between the two of them, but they're such similar characters when yeah. it comes down to they're who they all, are. Uh, like both of those are a hundred percent like morally sound, right? Absolutely. Like everything that they do is morally sound. One of the yep. first rules that the Stanley and Jack Kirby had when they when they were doing Spider Man uh, stuff like that, it was Spider Man always does the right thing. Yeah, it's like you know. He's always going. He's always going to be the good guy. He's never going to be the, you know. And I love that. I just, I think the world of Spider Man. I think he's a very complex hero. So I'm gonna go. Thor's good too. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, the number one is definitely Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. <laughs> oh, we're talking MCU, uh, yeah, MCU only. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. and Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, man, just such a perfect fit. He yeah, is Tony I, Stark. I I just look at there are uh, Tom Holland is probably the the closest one to this uh, for me. Um, but there's very few times in movie just history where you land somebody in the absolute perfect role. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people throughout the MCU that you could say, dude, get, did a great job but probably could be replaced by blah, yeah. blah, blah, right? I don't think you can do that with Iron Man. And I, and I think Tom Holland is honestly right there as well. I think he's, uh, he's by far surpassed the other, the other, uh, the other actors there. Um, but I, I definitely, definitely go Iron Man. I, I'm going to kick right into my, my villain. Yeah. And, uh, and I think I just have to. I think I have to go with this villain. I mean, it's, it's Loki. Oh, okay. 
I thought you were going to go with Thanos, and I was just going to flip the table. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, Thanos. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That is... Uh... No, I, I think I, I think I have to go with... I have to go with Loki. I think Loki is the one that, like, I love... I love the the sneaky conniving like type of thing because he's just so greasy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But then in the same way, he's like freaking likable. It's funny. And, that's yeah. what they call. That's what they call him in Dark. Is it the Dark World where he's doing the the skit of himself? Uh, no, that's in uh, that's in Ragnarok. Right. Yeah. Where it's where it's actually yes. Matt Damon it, it's and correct and. Chris Hemsworth's brother. I can't remember what, what it, which one it's it was. It's not Liam. It's yeah. the other one. <laughs> yeah, the, the other and one. He's like, he's like, yeah, he looks he looked just like me, only a little bit greasier and a little bit, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit less greasy, a little bit less. Anyway. Yeah, so, so, so I'm going to go Loki. Okay. B? That's probably a Killmonger. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I that's mean, he's, to me, because you understand his motivations. It doesn't mean it's correct. We already had this conversation earlier. He's definitely a villain to me. Uh, but you get it. I mean, you, you 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 understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, I would I would I would say the same thing. I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, Mysterio, but but Killmonger would have been right up there because. Yeah, but actually, both of those would be. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. That's, I just that's I probably just, like one, two, three for me. So. My biggest hope, actually, you know what? I should go with with Wanda, you know, and and, and the secret. There you go. And, uh, Scarlet Witch, but. Uh, okay, so I asked this on two different fl- on fronts to to uh, I asked on MCU characters, so I asked uh, MCU characters to. Uh, Mila Schwenk. Uh, you remember Ashley and Andrew? Yep. Um, okay, so Mila Schwenk. Her her number one is the Scarlet Witch. Her mom's like, she's like, which is great. I love it. I love that. That's a perfect answer because she's like, she's like, she looks forward to the opportunity to talk about the Scarlet Witch, and it's to the point where she just can't get enough of, of Scarlet Witch. So I love that that's her first character. Okay. Um, number two is Vision. Kind of goes hand in hand. Three is Star-Lord because he's funny, and Thor, Thor is four, and Iron Man is five. So... I, I can't I like that list I think it's pretty pretty great great list Mila um, then I broke it down to a favorite heroes in general I asked Jackson Schrock your nephew his was Iron Man Spider Man Thor Thanos and I did say heroes <laughs> but I I do I do love that he put Thanos on there because yeah. Thanos was awesome right he was great yeah so that I mean he was and he really. He really made that. He sh- he was the star of both those last oh, two that, movies. That goes back into the like just how awesome Josh Brolin is. Yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin Maybe. was phenomenal uh, as Thanos. Thanos was incredible. Obviously, honorable mention for for villains. Just we never just, went- just Hydra <sighs> in general. I mean, has oh. been a driving factor yeah. the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Thanos. You can't really name him. Uh, as the top villain, because they they were everywhere. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like everybody wanted to put I could have put Thanos there, but they didn't because he's just so absolutely. And then number five for Jack's man was Batman, which, you know, I'm not a Batman guy, but I could totally see that. That's you know, I'm I'm watching Batman Beyond right now on HBO Max. The I think that started in 2000. It's the cartoon. Man, underrated. Yeah. Actually, a really, really entertaining which, show. Which, which one is this one? Sorry. Uh, so it's the one where you jump forward in future. So it's a, I think it's 2000s oh, Batman cartoon. Batman Beyond, you say that? Yeah, Batman okay, Beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to see a Batman Beyond in, uh, in, the, in, or in the DC universe here soon. Because Michael Keaton. Anyway. That'd be great. <laughs> okay, Clint. Last, last one. Last one. Last All one. Right. Who would you like to see into, bring, brought into the MCU? Oh, Wolverine. I know. That's why I, I, I was almost going to write these down and be like, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what everybody's going to say. And uh, and go ahead with, with, with. Yeah, I mean, Wol- yeah. Wolverine followed by Deadpool. Well, well, you get one. I said one. One. Wolverine. You got two? I didn't get two. You said Spider Man and then Thor. 
<laughs> all right, all right. B, what's your who do you want brought? Who do you want brought into the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Absolutely not Wolverine, because okay. I don't I don't want to see a recast of Hugh Jackman. I just I just can't see it again. It's gonna be Cause tough. Because if, if they do it again, they're gonna go back to to redo it to make it not Hugh Jackman like. They're gonna go to a small a small guy and make him like the comic book character. Yeah. I mean Wolverine in the comics five seven five eight. Yeah. And they made him this huge hulking character in the X Men movie, which was great, and it was phenomenal. I just don't think I can see a recast of Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that's really going to be tough to do until we do it. And the next It'll thing is going to be awesome. like, oh, man. It's I know. Be I mean, how many awesome. of these characters have we seen that you've been like, man, I don't know if yeah. that's going to work. And Second time I've it. thrown his name out, Kit Harrington could play could play Wolverine. But they've actually talked about him playing Wolverine. Yeah. So. It, shorter so guy, who, too. Who, who, who are you wanting to bring in then? I mean, Deadpool is probably my number one just because that I, I can't wait to see how they handle that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney said they're going to keep it R-rated. Uh but I just I, that'll be interesting. They won't. The, the issue with Deadpool, they won't keep it R-rated in anything outside of the Deadpool movie. Yeah. Right. So it's sure. like so it's like if if we bring him into the MCU to where he's showing up into an Avengers, I just don't. I worry that it's like it's got to be like a cameo of him like getting like coffee in the background or something. Correct. Right. Like it, it it can't be a main role because you can't deliver the flavor. He can be. I, he, Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think what they would do is maybe just steal some of the gore and the violence from the other parts of the movie and really save it up for uh, Deadpool's thirty <laughs> sixty <laughs> seconds. He's gonna have a thirty second like uh, See, head it, blowing when off. When you get like two or three cuss words, right, in a, yeah. in yep. a PG thirteen yep. movie or whatever, so you know they'd save them for him. I think it's gonna be more like he's gonna be the next Stanley, like where yeah. he shows up and yeah. he's like they're going through this and there's randomly. Uh, just a Deadpool in the background, the surprise because there's a war going on behind him and he's just eating, trying to eat. But he's also looking at us. Yes, exactly. Because he's he's got to break the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I could see Deadpool working into it. Uh, Mine would be, mine would be Gambit. I want a real life, I want a real good version of Gambit. I want that thick Creole accent. I want, I want, I want Gambit so bad. I want. You've always been a huge Gambit. I am. I I don't know why he's not like the most uh, popular X Men in the world because I think he's so cool and he's he's a loner and he's also part of the team so he can do his own thing. They could start off the whole universe, the whole X Men. He's like. what you got, I know where you're going with this. He's like, well, well, no, he's like Wolverine except less cool. Okay, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so they, I mean, they've been tossing around Channing Tatum as uh, Gambit, think, yeah. as Gambit for a while. I think I think it's an incredible fit. It's an incredible fit. I think that it's done though. That now I think they finally just wash scrub that. that I almost version. feel like Tan- Chan- Channing Tatum though would be like too big of a guy for yeah. for Gambit. Like Gambit's more of like a he's a wiry Cajun, you know. Who, like, who was the guy that they had for him in the X Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah. Uh, he 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 oh. plays in in like. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to come up with anything. No, but, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that but, character. At but all. regardless, regardless, he was it was so bad, and like he w- he wouldn't been that bad. But then they have him like climbing the wall with his with his staff, and it's just come I on. Mean, let's man. just say that the origin movies as a whole haven't been like uh, haven't been great. If they, they would take if they would have taken Deadpool, a, a real Deadpool version and and a real Gambit version, that movie could have been so great, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, okay, so special guest uh, solution here we had. Cooper Nisley. Cooper Nisley. He wanted Deadpool. And I'm going to put one in here for him, too, because I thought this is what he was going to say, but he didn't. And uh, Miles Morales. Oh, 
My, yeah. So, now, so, see, now I regret not saying my. Yeah, no, I, I expected you to do it. I'm yeah. like, no. I'm like, I'm like we, we've talked about this. Yeah. My favorite Spider-Man right now is Miles Morales, and I cannot wait until they bring him into the MCU. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's got to happen. Right? I think we're getting it this next Spider-Man. Movie. Yeah. I mean, between uh, Spider Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which was fantastic, Phenomenal. right? Absolutely as incredible. a as an animated film, it is absolutely amazing. And then you have Miles Morales, the the game. I don't know if you played the video game yet nope. or not. The movie or the uh, the storyline behind it, awesome. Oh yeah, like you're immersed into this video game, no different than than you are into a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah and uh, the reason I say I thought I was expecting Cooper to say that is because him and I and his mom and my mom or my mom. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and his mom. <laughs> man, my mom. My oh, mom man. Us all to the movies. My mom is, would take us all to the movies yeah, if I asked. Absolutely. But what's she doing later? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. want to drive us mom, there would now. Mom, take us to the movies Can tonight? we go to the movies? Uh, no, but uh, we all went to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and uh, it was one of Cooper's first times going to the movies, and I think he's a little bit nervous about it, but, but man, he just, he loved that movie. I remember him when uh, Spider-Man Noir is out there, and he's like, he says that one quote, he's like, He's like, and I hear Cooper just repeat it, laughing. Hard-boiled turtle slapper. Like, <laughs> now, is that, is, is uh, Noir, is that Nick Cage? Yeah, Nick Cage, oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, great version. So, um, Well, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic conversation, though, here. I mean, yeah. We went through our, our top movies in the MCU. We went through the worst movies in the MCU. We went through our top heroes, our top villains, and who we want to be, who we want to see next, basically roll into here. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good coverage here. Yeah, a lot of lot of hay to eat there. Pretty big bale of hay. So, yeah. yeah so I would ask everybody out there uh, watching and listening, uh, let us know what uh, what you'd think. So, uh, who do you want to see come into the MCU? Where do you rank your uh, your you know most favorite heroes and and favorite villains in the uh, in the MCU? Let us know by leaving us a comment. More so point out who was right and who was wrong on these lists because I want to know that I was right on some of these things. and how Primarily wrong. if Chad was wrong. Let yeah. us know that. <laughs> I just need everybody to remember, just focus on Yondu. Please tell Chad uh, yeah, where he I ranks on that. One more time, Clint. Put it up here. <laughs> no. He murdered some children. Uh, he, he, definitely not great. And uh, shout out to Phil Coulson, underrated hero in the first Avenger movie. And uh, that spinoff, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was underrated. I know yeah. we didn't we didn't touch on it, many of the TV shows, but Agents of Shield was much better than. I knew than, you were a big fan Phil, of that one. Phil Colston was awesome. Right? It was, yeah. it was, I, Clark, I love his Gregg, character. Clark Gregg as that character was incredible. Colston as, as a he was another straight and narrow. You always knew. Well, he in was, Captain he was Marvel, player. like you got to see like the yeah. the, the pure side of him I, in Captain Marvel, I which was awesome. He, was he did what he was, Captain Marvel. Yeah, he yeah. did what he's right, not what he's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, that was absolutely. Like when he's in the staircase and he's like, mm, "Nope, yeah. it's all clear," and it's like, "Heck yeah, dude!" Yeah. Like you, that's doing you what's, know. what's right, not yeah. what you're supposed to. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love that part. Yeah, uh, and I, and and I'd like to talk to you about that sometime off off camera, just because there's because there's isn't Ghost Rider in there and then like oh, yeah. song, or Mockingbird, and like there's a ton of, of well, really big. It also introduced the the Darkhold, uh, which oh, you yeah, yeah, which yeah, you yeah, see at the end yeah, of yeah. Wandavision. Yeah. So I, that that introduced uh, the Darkhold. We got a little bit of backstory on it there. That was still before they time traveled, so it'd still technically be part of this timeline. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that that TV showed. It's like the movies forgot it. Yeah, yeah. And they did. Yeah. 
But man, it was still great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Did, Whedon did that, didn't he? Wasn't he involved in that? Uh, he was. He started at the beginning, and then he's like, "Hey, we're doing uh, twenty movies right now. I, I, thought, I don't I thought have jo- time for." Me. I thought Joss Whedon had the uh, at I, least had something to do with the. I can't of that, remember so. it. Uh, he handed it off to somebody else who ran it most of the time, but they worked gotcha. on it together at the beginning. Well, hey, with that, I think that wraps up this uh, this episode of uh, of the Pandora Theater. B, I want to say thanks again for for stopping by and joining us here. Oh, I'm just glad you guys put up with me. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, been a pleasure. I say you stop by next time for the uh, the next version, the next the, the future. What do you say about that? I've probably got time. All right, let's All do right. that. All right. <laughs> Surprisingly, the next thing you'll probably see us wear this exact same attire because we're going to record it right now after we end this. <laughs> oh, I, I brought a change of clothes. <laughs> oh, okay. nice, nice. He's a pro. So. All right. Well, hey, one thing to remember, uh, we're available wherever you listen to podcasts at. We're also available, of course, on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscribe. Be sure to ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we uh, put up uh, put up content. Uh, and thanks again for listening. So with that, the credits are rolling. Lights are coming on. And that's the end of the show.